Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. This fall will be the first fall that is seemingly back to normal for many colleges. Colleges across the nation are getting ready to welcome back students here in the natural state. That means taking a look at COVID guidelines and precautions. Students can now look forward to a normal fall semester after spending more than a year of virtual learning. Most are planning for in-person classes. News 5's Mayo Davison breaks down what parents... Last year, the coronavirus kind of upended that traditional college experience. And what we saw is that it left a lot of students out of higher education. Undergraduate enrollment dropped 4.5% this term when compared to spring of last year. There were also similar drops in enrollment numbers during the fall of 2020. Most students didn't want to go through Zoom school. Some students couldn't afford to go to school because of the pandemic. And a lot of them had to take on jobs to help support their families. And so now what we're seeing is that we could have a repeat of that this semester. And the students that won't show up are students that are low income, students of color, and other vulnerable students who could benefit from a college education. I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today... What most education experts are worried about is that this could create inequities for several generations to come, especially if they can't get a college degree that allows them to get a higher paying job in the future. Bianca Guilantan on a college education gap that's on the verge of widening. Well, last year, economic uncertainty and, you know, that chaotic transition shoved more than 700,000 undergrads off of going to college. Wow. And so that's a pretty big number. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What we're seeing that is foreshadowing this potential uh, fall again is that we're seeing a drop in FAFSA completion. FAFSA is that form that you fill out in order to get student financial aid from the federal government. Mm -hmm. And typically... Students have to fill that out in order to get money to go to school. And when we're seeing that drop, we're largely seeing it in public high schools that serve majority Black or Hispanic students. They're seeing four times a decline in FAFSA completion forms. Wow. That's that's a massive gap you're talking about. Yeah. And so that's how we see that there might be a drop off in enrollment for students that are Black or Hispanic or, you know, other students of color because... They're not. They're not finishing the the FAFSA in order to get the money to go to school. I don't. I don't mean to sound like so surprised by these numbers, but it really is like hard for me to grasp. I mean, in, in your reporting on this, were you surprised by this? Like, I, I guess. I mean, it seems expected given a lot of the the economic uncertainty caused by the pandemic. But at the same time, like four times fewer for these these schools that predominantly serve students of color. I, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm kind of taken aback by that. It's it's troublesome. Um, I don't know that it's fully unexpected, but I think that there was this grand optimism going into this fall semester. You know, we see the prevalence of vaccines. We see the return to campuses in person for learning um, in the classroom. And, you know, we were all thinking that this is going to be a normal fall. We're going to find those students. But what we're actually seeing is in this past year, college and career advisors haven't been able to connect with those at-risk students who are choosing low-paying jobs over going to college, Um, especially with this whole remote 
learning in high schools. High school is typically the time when you will get the most uh, intensive advising to go to college or pick a different career. And so once these students leave college, they're more at risk of never enrolling in college because they don't have that support system to help them get through it. What do you think the effect of this could end up being? Students' decisions on whether or not they go to college this semester could widen an already existing income gap. Um, and, you know, that could exacerbate inequities for a new generation of, of people. Um, so I think that's like the, the biggest concern that we're hearing. You know, after talking to all these college advising experts and, and talking to some higher ed experts are saying if, if they don't go get these students, they're just not going to show up this fall. And so really, these college advisors are knocking on doors. They're hosting like FAFSA food truck events. They're trying to connect with these students in order to tell them like, hey, college is an option for you. But I, I feel like the pandemic has really made it difficult for these students to understand that they can afford to go to college. And without that person that tells you, yes, you can afford to go to college, it makes it difficult to put that in your path of, of what your, your life could be. Yeah, it really makes you think about the unintended effects of remote learning, because obviously it's difficult to do classes over Zoom and stuff, but then you don't have kids getting some of these counselors or, or things like coming into their schools that they might otherwise get. Yeah, and especially if you're a first-generation student and your parents never went to college, um, these advisors that are roaming the halls in high school, you know, they, they go and tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, let's talk. Let's talk about what your options are once you leave the halls of this high school. And without that ability to do that in person, we're seeing that students, you know, are finding it difficult to enroll in college. FAFSA verification process is hard. Filling out the FAFSA is hard. Um, figuring out how to get to the admissions office when you're fully remote is hard. Uh, there, there's just all these hurdles that without that person that has been through it, it's difficult to navigate. So we've been talking mostly about kids coming out of high school and who would be entering college. But what about students who already were in college um, before or during the pandemic? Like, are we seeing any new drop-offs from them or any difficulties similarly, like with staying in school? So staying in college, it's already difficult, right? Um, before a pandemic. But now what we're seeing is that there's this drop in overall persistence rate. And that's the measure of how many first-year students return for their second year. And for the class of 2019, they saw the lowest level the rate has hit since 2012. We wow. saw like a two percentage point drop in the overall persistence rate, and the rate fell steepest among Latino students. And freshmen who attempted to transfer out of their institutions, like let's say from a four-year college to a community college, were more likely to drop out of out of school. And so what we're seeing is that there's these hurdles. It's difficult for students to you know, make that jump from a four-year college to a community college to save money and help out their parents or go part-time. And they're at risk of never going to college or, or finishing their degree. And that's a huge concern to people in higher ed, because when we see students start college and spend the money to go to college and then never finish, they're saddled with this student loan debt that oftentimes they're not able to repay ever because they can't, um, they can't afford to with the jobs that they end up in. So um, that, that's a huge concern, I think, and, and we're hoping that 
these college advising groups can reach out to those students who did leave college halfway through or maybe within their second year and convince them to go back. But it'll be difficult to find them because, again, once you leave high school, it's like you don't have that core place to go back and be like, hey, I need help getting back into college. Is there anything being done at like the federal level or that could be done to help this situation, to help students who maybe aren't signing up for college but could be or to help students who have dropped out? I think the biggest barrier that I'm hearing from college advisors is is affordability because a lot of students just feel like they can't afford to go to college. And that makes sense. You know, the average student loan debt is, is nearly $40,000 per person once you leave college. And so what we're seeing from the federal government is that in this $3.5 trillion budget reconciliation, uh, they're trying to make community college free. They're trying to make that pathway to college free for the first two years in order to reduce that burden for students who want to get a four-year degree or even just want to return to school and get a credential or, you know, choose a different career path. Bianca Gilantan, thanks so much for talking with me. Thanks so much. Bianca Quilantan writes Politico's weekly education newsletter. You can find that at politico.com slash newsletters. Also today, new polling shows that President Biden is seeing a significant decline in job ratings after his first half year in the White House. According to a survey from CBS News, half of Americans, 50 percent, approve of Biden's performance, but the same number disapprove. In a new poll from NBC News, Biden's approval rating is 49% compared to 48% who disapprove. Both show declines in views of Biden, who's facing both a rise in COVID cases and the rocky withdrawal from Afghanistan. And Education Secretary Miguel Cardona says public schools who want to institute mask mandate rules cannot be denied federal funds, even if their state governments try to pressure them out of requiring face coverings. Cardona spoke to NBC over the weekend after the Florida state government threatened to withhold funds for schools in two counties if they imposed mask mandates. The Biden administration has proposed using federal funds to make up the difference, and Cardona specified that schools, quote, do not have to get the green light from their governor to use the funds. He added that the administration is prepared to launch investigations into states barring mask rules through the Office for Civil Rights. Today's episode included music composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. Be sure to subscribe to Politico Dispatch if you haven't yet. And if you can, leave us a rating and review. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.